to two, two sweet wrestling podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is episode 25 of the Dope Sweet Wrestling Podcast, July 5th, 2018. It's on strike 25 episodes. My goodness, already. But let's get right on into this. The subjects today should wrestlers. Work their contracts like top NBA players work their contracts. We're going to get into Daniel Bryan. We're going to get into D'Angelo Williams coming back for Impact Wrestling. And Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Will they go to WWE? We're about to get into all of that plus more. Privacy. We'll do a little house cleaning. We're on YouTube. You can go to YouTube. In the space bar. OMG Corey B. Type it in the space bar and there I am. Also, this will be playing on cast, boxed, ass, well, you can find me on Twitter at OMGCoreB and at 2 Pod. That's the number 2 Sweet Pod. So we're going to get right on into this. We're going to do the two Fast and Furious topics of the day. We're not going to put a timer on it. We're just going to be quick with it. So first up, we got Daniel Bryan. As we all know, his contract is coming up on September the 1st. And there was a report that WWE... That just in case Daniel Bryan doesn't resign, WWE is trying to book all of the Daniel Bryan dream matches before his contract is up. And I gotta say, that can be very dicey because you're booking all these dream matches and all of a sudden they won't feel like dream matches if you just rush them along on the monthly pay-per-view every week. So we're in July... We already have a pay-per-view coming up with Team Hell No in a paper, in a title match, so that's out the window. So all we have left is August, which is just SummerSlam. So you'd have to assume that a big match is coming at SummerSlam. The Miz, uh, AJ, somebody, somebody's coming at SummerSlam, big match, but they have to be very careful because also I can very much see them as well going week to week with these big matches and that would be horrible I hope they don't go that route we'll see how it all turns out so moving forward we have D'Angelo Williams he is making a comeback to Impact Wrestling like I don't know if it's full time but I remember last year at anniversary, I said man this guy has it you know how you don't know how to explain what it is. You don't know what it is. You don't, can't explain it to anybody. But when you see it, you say, that guy has it. D'Angelo Williams had it in an incredible uh, Impact Wrestling debut. And we're, we're, we're going to get into that. But as for the report, he said that I said that I'd never do this again. But I'm back in the ring. And... He's set to return to Impact Wrestling on July 12th. And I am very much excited about this. Because the guy, he had one of the best wrestling debuts I've ever seen. And like if you just just go back and I don't know if you can find the match anywhere. You can find the match. Just go back and watch it. He looked like a natural in the ring. It was at that point I said that. Like you don't just walk away from that. D'Angelo Williams is pretty much at the end of his NFL career. So this is a natural move, much like Moose. He can naturally move into wrestling, and I hope he sticks with it. So we're going to get right into it. Let's get right on into this. The theme of the day, and I wasn't going for this, but it just ended up this way. 
But the theme of the day is contracts, wrestling contracts. So we're going to hop right on into this. Why some top wrestling stars should work their contracts like top NBA players. So we have a whole lot to unpack here. And I'll just first off say that even if you are not into basketball, just trust me, I'm going to explain it into a way that you would find this very interesting and you see why some type of wrestlers should go for this. So, first up, first thing I have written down here is long-term security. Now, obviously the way that sports work and the way they have generally worked over time is that, look, whether it's basketball, football, whenever, the, the stars or the basketball players go for long-term security give me that five-year six-year deal and give me all the money with it and i'm good but in recent memory why i bring this up is because in recent years lebron james has started a one-in-one contract situation to where the top nba stars sign two-year deals which they have one-year opt-outs but two-year deals and I think this should move on towards wrestling. I see wrestlers go for the long-term security. And you know what? When I look at that, I see that and I say that, you know, I can't blame them. You go for the long-term security to contact sport. I understand it. You go for the long-term security. But some wrestler needs to try this. I would really much enjoy if a wrestler tried a two-year deal or a one-year deal. Say like not the top, actually the top guys, but not the people that are not in the upper epsilon wrestling that can't afford to pass up on this. We see that in the NBA as well. If you're not a top starter, you don't see guys like that going for those one-in-one deals or those two-year deals. Those other guys go for the long-term security. But say the guys at the top are relatively at the top like a Rusev. Or or God, it's relatively at the top. Dolph Ziggler. I would love to see them go for these type of deals because this gives the leverage back to the wrestlers. And I'm for everything that gives leverage back to the wrestlers over the company. So when I say leverage, I mean that. Look, when it comes to money, if you sign a one year deal, you can always re up and ask for more money. You can always look at the playing field and say that this person is making that much money and I want something relatively more or I just want to raise in my pay. You can act for that. You won't be stuck in a long term deal. And honestly, when you look at wrestling overall, you look at bad booking. How many guys do we see get caught up into situations or girls that we see get caught up into situations where we say, man, they are just going nowhere Fast, very fast. And when you look at contracts, you see that, okay, when we see these guys get toward the end of the deal, it's like a Dolph Ziggler. We see them get towards the end of the deal and WWE will put a title on them and promise them these things to get them to stay or whatnot. To which, it's okay with me if Dolph Ziggler wants to sign a long term deal. I have no problem with that. He's his own man. But you look at these deals, you put the leverage on WWE, much like Daniel Bryan has the leverage on WWE right now to where his contract is coming up. If your contract is coming up, you have the leverage to say that, look, 
if you don't do anything with me, I'm going to walk here. Or, you know, you have that one-year deal. You put the pressure on WWE. Now, looking forward, obviously, as I just said, it's the stars are relatively the stars that have to look towards this. And it comes at a price of betting on yourself. Now, to take this type of deal... You have to have confidence in yourself that, look, I'm going to stay at the top or relatively towards the top to where they will want me back. And I would say that I would love to see somebody try this because, as I said earlier, it puts the pressure on WWE. It gives leverage to the stars and to say that someone would bet on themselves to have one year deals one year deal after one year deal to get more money and more money after each deal i think that would benefit the wrestlers greatly and i would like to see a top star do it sooner rather than later it would put pressure on and not just wwe i mean any company uh, ring around new japan impact wrestling any company to, to sign a one-year deal and to say that you know what my options are open i can go anywhere i can go to new japan i can go anywhere wwe wherever it would put pressure on the company it would give leverage back to the wrestlers and i would very much like to see a wrestler try that so moving on we have kenny omega i told you the theme of the day was contracts so here we are and kenny omega i sent a report that wwe is preparing to to offer large sums of money to your Kenny Omegas, to your Young Bucks, to your Cody Rhodes in efforts to hurt New Japan, which is no surprise whatsoever. I'm going to get to that later. And I also seen Kenny Omega on the Jim Ross podcast, and he said that he liked to work with AJ Styles one day, Seth Rollins one day, and I hear that and I'm like, oh man, come on, Omega. No, 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 no. And I got to say, as I said earlier, Whatever Kenny Omega decides to do, whatever the Bucks do, whatever Cody Rhodes do, look, I'm not going to blame them one bit. They have to feed the families. They have to take what's best for, best for them as wrestlers, as men, as people. So I'm not going to fault them one way or another. But I need these guys to say, stay with New Japan Pro Wrestling because, look, we don't need to have one company. And when I say one company, look, nobody is threatening WWE at the moment. But New Japan is the closest thing. They are the closest company to having a presence by WWE. And if they get an American presence going, who knows what could happen. And the stars of New Japan are, you you have plenty of stars. But Kenny Omega, Okada, the Bucks. And you just can't have Omega and the Bucks go away. Because New Japan really needs them. And WWE, all they're trying to do is monopolize the situation. If they could, they are the big bad bully. They have everything they could possibly have right now. But they will still try to clear out any type of company whatsoever. Even if they're not a threat. And it is what it is. WWE does that. You know... I'm not blaming them or whatever. They've been that way for forever. Vince McMahon—it's uh, Vince right out the Vince McMahon Junior playbook. Look, Vince McMahon Senior had a handshake with everybody. Told me he wouldn't compete with the territories. Vince McMahon wiped all the territories out. He wiped WCW out. He's look—they're looking to buy Evolve. It, it just the story doesn't change. WWE doesn't play for fun. 
look, they play for keeps. And it is what it is. And this is just another situation going forward. And they're just looking to clear New Japan out. So, look, I was here when... And the reason I feel so passionately about this is because... Look, I was around when the WCW thing happened. When it came down to the very bitter end, Shane McMahon was, was on WCW television. They bought it out. And the feeling that you had in later weeks, it was like a letdown, deflating feeling that it was only one wrestling company on TV. Even if WCW was in its dying days and they weren't, wasn't doing as well as they were doing once before... It was still an option there that you could turn the TV to. And if you gave WWE their way, they would monopolize every single company buyout, every single company in Twitter. The only thing that stood was WWE, and that would suck for the fans. And I'm not saying that Kenny Omega would cripple New Japan to the point to where they would go away, but it would be a huge loss for them in... I would much rather see them stay in New Japan. I hope they stay because New Japan is not at a point to where their brand is bigger than their stars. WWE right now, when you look at WWE, it used to just be, you know, is Stone Cold is at the top, the Rock is at the top, that's the guys. WWE right now, the brand that is WWE is bigger than any one star, any two, three stars, however you want to put it. New Japan is not that, at that point right now. They're at the point where you look at the stars and you say the stars are carrying the company as opposed to the company carrying the stars. So I hope the Bucks stay. I hope Omega stays and I hope Cody Rhodes stays, but I don't fault them in any decision that they will make. So, moving on, we have Rey Mysterio, Mr. 619. This is an interesting story because it was reported amongst various, various uh, report sites that Rey Mysterio had signed a two-year deal. But, that is not the case according to various reports as the story is not true. And it goes on to say that Raven Stewart is planning to be at All In. And I find that very interesting because All In will be phenomenal. And Raven Stewart just adds to that. We have so many names at All In that to where I'm looking to forward to see how they book Mysterio into what match that they book Mysterio. So I'm very much interested in that. But moving on to the story. It was previously reported that the two-year deal was was done and it's out and Dave, Mis Dave Meltzer, excuse me, went on to say that WWE wants to break the news themselves if a deal gets done. So it will likely be announced as soon as the deal is done. The sides are really close and the issue is that Mysterio wants a part-time schedule and rightfully so if you ask me. This is pretty interesting. I was also reported that a three-year deal was possibly being discussed as well. So, look, I find this very interesting because Rey Mysterio came back in phenomenal shape at the Royal Rumble. And everybody assumed that right after the Royal Rumble, everybody assumed that, okay, Rey Mysterio is coming back. The deal is going to get done like tomorrow. He's going to show up on a post a Royal Rumble Raw and we're going to kick off some feuds, but that is not been the case and he will be a playable character in WWE 2K19 everybody saw that and assumed 
okay ray is back automatically but apparently not so this has been a strange occurrence and not quite sure what's going on here but we'll see how it all plays out if mysterio does come back i gotta say that i am much more interested in seeing him come back to smackdown and not raw Look, raw sure it's a three-hour show but Raw is so hit or miss these days to where people just get caught up in the shuffle for no good reason. So, with Rey Mysterio being on SmackDown, there's only two hours. So, there's a lot of talent there, but there are a lot of feuds there as well. Rey Mysterio versus Hardy. Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe. They could do some things, man. Rey Mysterio versus Daniel Bryan. My goodness, wouldn't you want to see that? That is on the borderline of a dream match right there. I got to say, him and, and AJ Styles as well. You can throw that in there as well. So, I would be very interested to see Rey Mysterio returning to WWE or whatever he does. Even if he doesn't come back to WWE and he signs one of these Cody Rhodes contracts to where it's one of those open contracts to where he's working for everybody. I would love to see that as well come to impact wrestling uh new japan and that would be great lucha underground that would be fantastic as well whatever ray mysterio does i'm very much looking forward to it and we'll see how this all plays out so moving on we have drew mcintyre and i gotta say this is pretty interesting because i thought drew mcintyre was going to come right in and go to the Intercontinental Championship race. But looking at this report here, obviously they've set up Drew McIntyre with Dolph Ziggler. I didn't initially like it. I kind of still don't like it, but eh, it is what it is. But we have a report here on what's to come for Drew McIntyre, according to the Wrestling Observer. WWE officials are planning a feud for McIntyre and Ziggler. But the purpose of the feud will be to put Drew McIntyre into the main event scene. Uh, McIntyre is working with Reigns and Rollins. And that is the test to see what will happen going forward. So look, this is going to be awesome. I'll I tell you what, I don't like Drew, uh, the Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler pairing, but Obviously, they, according to reports, that is, they pretty much have the idea that we all have. With Drew McIntyre, when you see the dude come through the curtain, well, I'm, look, I'm old school. People used to come through curtains in wrestling arenas when I was a kid. So I would always say, when he comes through the wrestling, when he comes through the curtain in his entrance, he's legitimate. You see the legitimacy in him. Much like I just talked about on Impact Wrestling in my Impact Wrestling review, I talked about this guy named Killer Cross. He comes to the curtain, he has legitimacy. You can tell by the look, the shape of the guy, the mean look on his face. He just has a certain legitimacy, a certain aura about him to where you say, that guy is going to be a star one day. And that's what I think about Drew McIntyre. That guy is going to be a star one day. And I'm very much happy that the company is behind him. Or so reports say that the company is behind him because as I had a talk with my brother, as soon as the Dolph Ziggler pairing happened, he turned to me and said, look, when is this going to be broken up? When, when is Drew McIntyre going to beat him up? 
and destroy him. And look, it, I guess it's going to play out. It's going to be a while before it happens. But I'm ready for this to happen like sooner rather than later because we don't want to have Drew McIntyre lose momentum because we need to get this over with, get this beat down on Dolph and put that Intercontinental title on Drew McIntyre. And I really want to see them whenever that happens. I want to see him have a lengthy title reign. I really think that the Intercontinental can do for Drew McIntyre what it done for Seth Rollins. It catapulted him into into what will be the main event scene. Hopefully, you have to think that Seth Rollins is going to go into the main event scene. He has so much momentum going towards his way to, for him not to eventually be in the main event scene. So, with Drew McIntyre, I see this happening for him as well. He's going to have a lengthy Intercontinental title reign. going to have a nice few with Dolph Ziggler. Then get Dolph Ziggler out of there. Then we're going to have a few with someone else. I don't know quite who yet. We'll see. But I eventually see this leading towards Drew McIntyre being into the WWE Championship picture. And I cannot wait to see that happen. You know, a lot of things have to play out towards the WWE Championship scene right now. You got Roman there, of course. And you got... Braun there, you got Seth there, those are the top three guys, once they decide to get this belt off of Brock, and depending, what, depending on what report you believe, Brock is going to not be there at some time, he's going to be there at some time, it's my opinion that of course he's going to be there, and he's going to lose that title, but hey, I said that at WrestleMania, what good do I know? We'll see how the main event picture plays out eventually, but it's going to have to involve Drew McIntyre in the future. And I feel comfortable saying that he will be a world champion at some point. It's going to be sooner, not sooner. It's going to be very much later, but at some point, Drew McIntyre will be your WWE champion. I cannot wait for that to happen. So that's it for this edition of the two sweet wrestling podcast. Let me know if you have any thoughts. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on YouTube as well. Feel free to hit me up.